Hello, and welcome to the Bookish Banter Podcast, where we'll be sharing our opinions about our favorite books, authors, and bookish impulse buys. Follow along on our journey to finishing and sharing our endless TBR. Go ahead and subscribe, leave us a review, and follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at the Bookish Banter Podcast. Let's get started. I am excited to share these candles with you guys. If you've ever watched my stories, you know I'm constantly burning smiles and light candles. I cannot get through a podcast editing session without my lighted up Bryce candle. It smells incredible. They're soy bun candles that are literal perfection. They have a wood wick. They smell amazing for the entire life of the candle and they're freaking huge, 12 ounces. They last forever and I cannot stop buying more. They're hand blended and poured by Molly over at Molly Smiles Reads and she has a wide variety of fandoms and scents. She has everything from SJM to all of your favorite indie authors. So fill your house with the smells of your ultimate book boyfriend or ultimate book girlfriend and check out her candles over at smilesandlight.com and use my code bookishbanter10 to save. Hello, how are you? (laughs) I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm so excited. I have a special guest on today. So if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm Holly Huntress. I am the author of the Unbound series and the Forbidden Waves book that just came out. Yes. Awesome. So we'll start off with our normal like icebreaker questions. And the first one I have for you is what is your favorite standalone? Um, so I thought long and hard about this. Um, but most recently, I would say probably the uh, Invisible Life of Addie LaRue was the best standalone that I read in a long time. So I love that, that one. That's also my favorite. So you're yeah. in good company here. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> yeah. That, it's like, I I say that every time we do this, someone either says The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue or Throne of Glass. Like the, the one of those two answers come in somewhere in the yeah. four questions. So I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So what is your favorite series? So my favorite series, other than A Court of Thorns and Roses, would probably be the Ugly series by Scott Westerfeld. That's one of the only ones I've ever like reread. And I just love it. I don't think I've ever read that one. It's an older one. I read it first when I think I was in like middle school or something. But yeah. Oh, I need to check that one out. Okay. I have to look that up. Yeah. Awesome. So who is your ultimate book boyfriend? I'm going to go with Dante Ostura from the Dark Fae series. Okay. He's definitely one of my favorites. (laughs) I love that. I love that. (laughs) And then who is your ultimate book girlfriend? Uh, I decided to go back in time a little bit for this one and say Rosalie Hale because she was always like my absolute favorite character in Twilight. Um, I loved her. Yeah. And to this day, I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to, she's definitely still one of my favorites. Yeah. She's like such an iconic character. I was thinking about this the other day because I'm like in the middle of my Vampire Diaries rewatch. Yeah. And I was like, man, Rebecca and Rosalie are like so similar. Yeah. And I just like love that vibe. And I like miss her as a character. I'm like, maybe I need to do like a quick rewatch. <laughs> I know. I love them both. Yeah. And she's, I think she's like so much better in the book too. Like you get a lot more like page time with her too. And yeah, yeah. for sure. I'm a big fan. Oh my gosh. That's a good one. I've never had anybody say that. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So we'll kind of dive into it, but can you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got started into writing, what the journey's kind of been like for you over the last few years? I have been writing since I was in high school. So I started like my first book after reading Twilight. That's kind of what spurred me to want to write. And I have been writing ever since. And 
My first book that I did publish is no longer published because it needs a lot of work before it is seen by the world again. But since then, I've written two completed series, the Broken Angel series and the Unbound series. And now I'm kind of branching out into New Adult, which is with Forbidden Waves. But yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And writing is kind of like one of my biggest passions. I don't really do much else like in my free time other than reading or writing. But yeah, I love that. I love that people can take like something that is a hobby and turn it into something that can potentially be like your entire life. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, it's always good when it's something like this, like writing that is never going to go away. Like books are never going anywhere. So I'm very happy for you and your hobby, but I could never be a writer. So I'm not all (laughs) jealous. (laughs) No, I love that. That's awesome. So with your new book that just came out, is that one going to be a series for everyone that's listening? So it's going to be a duology. Okay. Um, yeah, I kind of wanted to take a break from writing trilogies because mm-hmm. it's a lot of work. Obviously, duologies are still a lot of work too. But yeah, I just wanted to do something a little different. Nice. I love yeah. that. I feel like there was a trend for a while there too that like those, like, I don't want to say fantasy light, but it's like those fantasy books that were really, you know, whimsical and all that sort of stuff that were trilogies like, you know, Serpent and Dove and... Yeah. Or what's it called? Um, Kingdom of the Wicked and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. like Shadow and Bone, that sort of thing. So I feel like there was a big trend of like trilogies for a while. And we're going back to duologies. And like, I am thankful because I do not have time to invest in like three books. So I'm like, yeah, we do two, perhaps. Yep. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I love that. So can you give us a spoiler free overview of all your two series and then your new book? Mm-hmm. So the Broken Angel series is about a war that has broken out like in our world between angels and demons and it's a young adult series but the main character finds out that she is part angel so the series is kind of her like finding herself figuring out where she belongs like on which side of the war and then obviously like finding a resolution for the war so that one focuses on her and there's always in all of my books there's multiple point of views and so there's more than one main character toward by the end so for her it's her and then her best friend Bo becomes a main character and so it's kind of him also finding himself and like he's just human so like figuring out where he it like belongs in the war because he's not an angel or a demon kind of like a post-apocalyptic vibe so that's their story and then unbound is just a world that i totally created on my own but the main character is myla in the beginning and she is human again but there are other races like the fey and then there's the shreve which was a race that i created which is like a cross between the fey and the humans that a witch created to try and like bring peace between them but it didn't really work out that way in the end but anyway she so she goes to infiltrate another kingdom that is shreve and then she again is kind of finding herself as well and like finding her place in the world because she has lost her family so it has the essence of found family and yeah and like trying to figure out she wants revenge on the people that killed her parents, because obviously who wouldn't want revenge in that case? Um, So kind of deciding like what she's going to do about that. And then with Forbidden Waves, it's the new adult. So this one was a little bit older characters. And then 
it's another new world that I created in Fantasyland. And um, they are mermaids and pirates, and they are working together to defeat the Siren Queen, who has taken over the ocean, and she is trying to gain more power. So they're trying to stop her before that happens. But that one focuses a little bit more on the romance side of it too. Whereas my young adult ones are like, there is romance, but it's like more plot driven. And then this one is more romance driven with the plot as well. And it's open door versus the other two are closed door. But yeah. I love that. It's such a like wide range and yeah. <laughs> it gives like all the vibes that you could possibly want from fantasy. It's like Shadow Hunters, Fortuna Sworn, that like your se- your second series with the Fae, like that one definitely reminds me of like the Fortuna Sworn kind of vibe. Yeah. Yeah, and then the Pirates, I'm like I'm I'm ready for the resurgence of, you know, pirate novels and mermaids and things and I'm stoked yeah. for it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I one of my friends just released a book, The Cursed Soul, and it's it's new adult, but there's like no romance in it, but it's a pirate mm-hmm. adventure. Like they are on the ocean the whole time. And I'm like, this is such a vibe. <laughs> yeah, I love pirates. <laughs> yeah, they we like need to bring that back. I'm like, listen, mm-hmm. we need another Pirates of the Caribbean era, you know? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so we'll talk mostly about Forbidden Waves since it just came mm-hmm. out and all of those sorts of things. But what kind of inspired you to create all of these stories and develop all of these different worlds? And you can talk about your other series if you want, but if you want to focus mainly on, you know, your one that just came out today, you can. <laughs> yeah. So all three of my books, like, were inspired first by a dream with Broken Angel. It really was, like, totally ended up being entirely different from that dream unbound it stayed a little bit truer to the dream and forbidden waves i'm gonna have like that scene that i dreamed about in the second book so it's kind of like my dreams can be kind of like very vivid and just like totally out of this world sometimes which is good because it gives me a lot of things to write about but yeah so specifically for forbidden waves it was a dream in which there was mermaids and pirates working together, trying to come to an agreement with the other side, which was the Siren Queen I kind of threw in like for the book. So it took place on the water, and I just had this dream where there were just like sirens like jumping around like the entire ship, like trying pulling people off the ship into the water. And then there were the two characters where there was a lion shifter, which I have in the book, and a mermaid who were in love. And that was part of the dream as well. And it was very interesting just like to have that dynamic too. And then always waking up, it's kind of like a, a setback because you're like, oh, I'm back in the real world. But I really wanted to like recreate that because it was just like so intense and cool like to be in that scene. But that's where that came from. And then everything else just kind of once you start writing, it just slowly comes together. And yeah. Yeah. (laughs) My gosh, that's crazy. You have some wild dreams, but I think that probably comes from being an avid fantasy reader. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) probably. I love that story. I think there's something so appealing too about like the idea of sirens. Like we read all that in high school and, you know, with like the Odyssey and the Iliad and all those things. And then you're like, okay, I've always been in love with mermaids. And I feel like we don't have enough books with like any combination of any of those things. And I'm so excited for this one to come out. So I love it. Yeah. That is awesome. So this one is multiple POV as well, correct? Mm -hmm. So all of your books are multi POV. Did you struggle with that at all? What made you kind of decide to write it in that way? And and what was that like for you? Um, When I wrote the first, like when I wrote Broken Angel, it just kind of felt natural to do it that way uh, because I wanted to tell 
those sides where you don't see through the main character's eyes because they're not there or like they're seeing it differently or for some reason. But yeah, so with Broken Angel, it was just like, that's what I, it just kind of became that way. I didn't plan it that way. I was like, what, but when I got to Bo's character, I was like, no, I want to see his side of this too, because he has a lot going on as well, being human in the Demons and Angels War. And then with Unbound, I did what well, I did like the different, I don't know. So the prince's point of view and then the king's point of view as well came about the sequels. And then in the final book, I wasn't planning on it, but I did like the villain's point of view too. And that was actually a lot of fun to kind of dive into that side because I hadn't done that one before. And, but yeah, so sometimes it just kind of comes about without me planning on it. But with Forbidden Waves, it was entirely planned. I wanted to have four main characters and so four points of view. And it was Mm going to be the two different couples. So Viv and Leah and then Jamie and Finn. And they're all going to have their points of view. But in book two, there is another point of view that I have added. So that one, yeah, that one's going to be fun too. (laughs) That's awesome. How was writing from the point of view of the villain? Do you think that's something you'll ever do again? Yeah, it was a lot of fun because I always like, I love criminal minds and like looking into like people, like why people do what they do and thinking about things in that way. So being able to write from that perspective too is like, why is this guy a villain? Like, why is he doing these things? What is driving him? So being able to kind of write that and explore that is a lot of fun. And I definitely definitely want to do it again yeah and have yeah I have another book where like the main character is the villain so I love that I feel like we need more of that and I I read a lot of thrillers so and I also love criminal minds and I love it and I was reading a book the other day and the prologue was like set from the villain's point of view Mm -hmm. and then it was like would you I can't remember what like his actual like official line was but it was like would you care about me or would you arrest me or something like that and I was like wow that's such an interesting idea and then the rest of it is from like the main character's point of view but I was like wow what a concept to do it from the whole thing and I loved yours that you did that and I was like wow this is so cool I I think it's fun because it's like yeah you're almost, it's not like you're sympathetic to them, but like you're saying, you want to know what's going through their head and you're trying to like figure it out as you go. And it kind of takes away the predictability of it a little bit, which I like Mm -hmm. as a reader, like I have very little reading comprehension. So I'm like, oh my God, that is so surprising. And it's like, it's kind of fun to get it from the villain side where you're like, okay, you know what's going to happen. And then you, you have to figure out how the, you know, the protagonists are going to get out of it. But I I kind of like that better. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So is there a character that you struggled to write or that you like relate to the least and had kind of a hard time putting them together? Um, I'd say the one that was the hardest to write was probably Leah, just because she does have a very outgoing personality and I am not that way. I've always wanted to be that way. So it's like, it is fun to write that, but like, Sometimes I'm like, am I going too far? Is this too much? Like, <laughs> but yeah. So she was definitely harder, like, to write and, like, get that kind yeah. of, like, voice right, you know? Okay. I like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. It's hard. You're like, oh, am I too enthusiastic? Is this yeah. much? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, is this going to come off weird? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can they tell that I'm actually very introverted? Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So is there a character that you enjoyed writing the most or, like, you relate to the most? Yeah, I definitely enjoyed writing Viv's point of view the most. I put more of myself into her 
And it's always fun just like to dive into different characters and like I put a lot of my fears into her. So it's like trying to unpack that and like mm-hmm. figure out like why do we have these fears? Why do we have these anxieties? Like and like how it affects them um, and yeah. like how it affects me. And like, yeah, it's just like a reflection of myself kind of thing. And yeah, um, yeah. Probably very like cathartic to be like, okay, I get to go through yeah. and like self-insert and do this. Exactly. <laughs> no, I like that. Well, I think it's fun for us to people who are like very avid readers and really get into it to kind of learn that about you guys and like the little nuances that are, you know, part of you being an author. And it's like, oh, wait, maybe this is something, you know, that relates to you and who you are. And it's like, I can definitely tell this person is you. And I like that a lot. So I think it's fun. Yeah. No, that's awesome. So you created quite a few different types of worlds. I know you said, you know, they kind of came to you in dreams and you had Mm -hmm. really great structures and things like that. But did you find it difficult to like make the rules for all of these worlds and then stick with them as you went along? Yes, I did. (laughs) There were a few times when writing the Unbound series where I would write something. And then when I was going back for editing, I was like, "Mm, that actually is not how this works. Like that can't happen. Or like, this doesn't actually make any sense because I said this previously. So it's like trying to remember all the rules that you've made and like all the like laws of nature kind of thing. It's definitely a lot to keep track of. Yeah, it's a lot of work. And then especially when you have like different books as well. I'm like, oh, wait, that was a different book that this happened in. I can't do that yeah. here. Like, <laughs> That's no. what I was wondering because I'm like, I feel like it'd be really hard to keep track of like what's in what book. And then yeah. you're going off and you're like, wait, that is a rule somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need like a binder full of like these each of the rules. <laughs> I know. Someday I'll create one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So going forward, are you going to continue to kind of adjust and change and make different types of worlds? Or are you going to stick within this the ones that you've already made I already have a new it's like a new adult dark fantasy novel that I'm writing and it is in a whole other world but I have thought about doing like a connected universes kind of thing just for fun because that is it does make it a little bit easier like you've already created the world you don't need to create new rules and new places and all that stuff but it is also fun too because then you can kind of have callbacks to those older characters like they can make appearances if you want them to so it is a possibility but I just right now I have too many other new ideas that I want (laughs) to do first yeah totally fair I love that that's something yes absolutely that's something you can do like years from now and then people are gonna be like oh my gosh is this the same series yes yeah No, I love it. That's awesome. So what kind of drew you to the fantasy genre in the first place, both as a reader and a writer? Definitely Twilight, uh, because that's where it all began. My first, like, book that I started to write was kind of just like a rewrite of Twilight. And so obviously that one never saw the light of day. But I just loved that idea of having, like, the mystical creatures and everything. And also sometimes it is just a little bit easier not to have to follow the rules of our world and a little more fun. But I do like, I do have some plans to write just regular contemporary romance type books as well. So. Okay. That was going to be my next question is, would you ever branch out into any other genres? Yeah, I've been like planning a Christmas book for like three years now, but I just never get around to it in time to like release it for Christmas. So some, yeah, but just like a contemporary romance Christmas. Yeah. I love that. That's such a good idea. I know. I'm like, I kind of want to be like in my Christmas read season and I'm reading like one novella right now. But it's so hot here. It's like 87 degrees still that I'm like, I'm not. And I'm like a Christmas girl. Like we change 
everything in my house to Christmas. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think I need a couple of Christmas books to like get me in the spirit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you can do that. I love it. I, I encourage you because I want to read it. <laughs> Maybe for next Christmas. <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. That's that's the way to do it. Because this yeah. Christmas is a wash, honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what is your favorite type of scene to write? So like action, dialogue, like that kind of thing. So I definitely love writing dialogue the most. And then specifically just like the build-up romance scenes, not the actual romance scenes, but like the build-up to it. It's just always so much fun. And doing like the little banter and everything. But yeah, dialogue in general is just my favorite to write for sure. I love that. I feel like a lot of authors yeah. struggle with it and you do a really great job with the dialogue. So I'm glad to hear that you enjoy it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think it makes it really fun because you get those moments where you get to really like explore who the characters are. And it's not like mm-hmm. your interpretation of their feeling. It's like, no, this is exactly what they want to say. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably so fun for you too, as like the author to get to do that. Yeah. So is there a scene type of scene you struggle to write? Yes, definitely. Fight scenes are the hardest. I don't (laughs) do so well with those. But also I do struggle a little bit with just like descriptions of like where they are. Yeah, that's one of the things that I have to work on as a writer. It's just making sure that I'm not forgetting that they're in a room and there's stuff around them too, like when they're talking. But yeah. Fight scenes and descriptions are not my strong suit. (laughs) That is so valid, though. Like, no one has ever... I ask that question almost every time because people asked me to ask that one. Mm -hmm. And no one's ever said descriptions, but that's probably so valid. Like, it's hard to keep your, like, spatial awareness and... When you're, you're like, am I over-describing? Am I under-describing? Yeah. (laughs) Especially in fantasy and, like, trying to keep the world, like, relevant. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's very fair. So you are pretty active on the bookish interwebs, done a little cosplay, all of those sorts Mm -hmm. of things. What has it been like for you being an author in the age of the bookish interwebs? What kind of encouraged you to create this and start doing the cosplay and all that kind of stuff? So it's definitely like helped me a lot with learning how to like publish and everything being on TikTok and everything because you see all these other people and they're going through the same thing doing the same Mm. steps but yeah like I knew nothing about beta readers or alpha readers before being on TikTok so it's helped me in that regard and then for cosplaying like I just that was something that I did totally separate of like I hadn't created an author account or anything on TikTok yet but I saw these other people doing like fun videos where they would just like do the voiceovers. So I started with just that, like not dressing up or anything, just doing the voiceovers. And that was a lot of fun for me. So then I kind of was like, well, what if I tried dressing up as like a character or something? And so that was it slowly kind of it evolved into just like full blown cosplay. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. Definitely. Yeah. Do you feel like that has helped with the marketing too for your books and things like that? I don't think so, because when I dressed up as my character, like those videos did not do very well. (laughs) But I do, I am planning on dressing up and doing it for Forbidden Waves too, just because it's fun. Like, even if it doesn't do that well, like if it makes me a few sales, great. But yeah. 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 That's awesome. I always curious to like how I know, you know, like Luna Laurier, like she has a Mm -hmm. cosplay and the author account and I saw yours and I was like, okay, same vibes. And I love that, that you guys kind of went into it with that mindset. And I think it, you know, it really helps your profiles stand out and helps people like, oh yeah, I know that person and I know her and you know, all of that. So I was curious what kind of encouraged you or made you decide to, to to do that. (laughs) Yeah. I know it was, it took me a little while to make the author page I really haven't had that one for that long um Mm -hmm. but 
it was seeing that my author content wasn't doing as well on my cosplay page because people followed me for cosplay not for being an author kind of so I was like well I'll just make this separate page so that I can put all that content on there and it definitely has helped like because then people followed that page for Mm -hmm. my author content so they know to expect it um and then sometimes I will like do crossovers or like I just forget that I'm on the wrong account and post a video about (laughs) my books or something and I'm like well there you go well Um, sorry about that (laughs) yeah (laughs) So like, but I do have people that follow me in both spaces too. And like, I love that. And um, having them like as avid readers and like following my cosplay content is a lot of fun. But yeah. No, I love it. That's awesome. It's yeah. It's like TikTok wants you to do something very specific. I, and I do the same thing. Sometimes I'm like, oh, well, my meant to post that on a different page, but that's okay. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. That is amazing. So you said you learned a lot about publishing and all that kind of stuff from TikTok. What made you decide to do self-publishing? Was it, you know, being on the, the bookish interwebs or what made you kind of go that route versus traditional publishing? So when I first did, uh, I self-published my book, Haunting Memories, which is no longer available to buy but I had queried it to different agents and everything for a while and I just like hadn't heard back and I was like you know what if I just put it out there myself because Barnes and Noble had just come out with their self-publishing platform which is Barnes and Noble Press so I just I went through that and I did that and like I sold a few books to like family and friends and stuff because the only way I like marketed it was through Facebook and word of mouth at that time but then when I did wrote Broken Angel I did the same thing I queried it to a bunch of agents and then I was like you know like I've self-published this other one like why don't I just do this one too and then Amazon came out with their self-publishing platform and so I tried out theirs and that one like they're both very similar it's Mm -hmm. just like where people buy books kind of thing and Amazon was very much like kind of the dominant space for that so I decided to switch over to Amazon but yeah that's kind of where why I chose that route was not necessarily because it's easier because it's definitely not but just because it's more accessible yeah it's Absolutely. just yeah and I think a lot of it too is like it's kind of on your own timeline so if you want to take a really long time to do it or if you want to do it in three three months or five months or you know twice a year you definitely are able to do that versus like traditional mm-hmm. publishing is like such a process so I think that's really cool. And like, there's so much more information out there. It's always awesome to hear like indie authors doing it and getting all that information, you know, from fellow authors in the community. And like, I just think indie publishing is so much more accessible. So I was curious if it was like you had queried and then decided to kind of self-pub, which sounds like you did. And I I like that. I love it. Yeah. It's a fun process, but it's very stressful. (laughs) Yes. Very stressful. Yeah, absolutely. But I think it too, is like self-publishing is cool because you reap you know, all the rewards from it. It's like, you have mm-hmm. to put a lot of effort in, but you still like, get to reap a lot of it. And it's, it's cool to watch you go through all of that and then put in all the effort and then see the results at the end. So yeah. Yeah. We're traditional, traditional publishing is great and I love them as well, but it's, it's always interesting to chat with you guys as like indie authors and yeah, how, how it was for you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm going to ask a little bit about your plotting and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I know you said you had a basic idea for it, but are you a strict outline girl or are you like, just go for it and vibes kind of plotting. And has that changed at all as you've gone through your different series? Yes, I definitely started out as just like the go for it and vibes kind of girl. It just was easier at the time. But now it's when you're doing series, I've come to learn that it is a lot easier if you have some sort of outline. I don't like do a very strict outline. It's just kind of like 
very basic like <laughs> this should happen and this should happen and then maybe like because things always go off the rails for me very much with broken angel like that ended up to being totally different than I ever planned it okay. just because like when I introduce new characters I fall in love with them and so <laughs> I'm like well I can't kill them off now or I can't do this now <laughs> like there were people that were supposed to die in broken angel that I was like Mm-mm, can't Mm-mm. do that <laughs> It's too Um, hard. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm like, no, I like this character too much. They cannot die. But yeah, so there's just like different things that just I can't, I can't just strictly plot or outline because I know it's never going to go that way. So I'm like, why waste my time doing that? But yeah, but I definitely do need like some kind of something or else I have no idea where I'm going. And, And I'm like, well, this is this. And then I get into the like writing block and everything. Right. Yeah. I think it would be really hard to kind of go into it vibes only because especially when you're setting up like a fantasy world, but I could absolutely see myself doing that. I'd be like, we'll just figure (laughs) it out as we go. And like, I'll, I'll feel the feeling. And then you get to the end and you're like, I don't know what the feeling was. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's totally true. And you feel like as you've written and, you know, gotten more books under your belt and things like that, that your process definitely changes as you go along. Yeah, for sure. And then like Unbound, I did the most plotting for um, that I had done so far and that Mm -hmm. one, but because it was a whole new world and I just wanted to make sure like I didn't screw anything up and I was like, well, they can do this, but they can't do this. And then wait, they can do that. Like what's (laughs) happening? (laughs) Yeah. Really, you need a really strict editing process. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. That's awesome. So do you have any advice for any aspiring authors? My advice is to not listen to too much advice because sometimes it can really bog you down. I'm one of those people that anytime I see advice come up on my TikTok, I'm like, nope, nope. And I scroll away because I I don't want to know. Like, I don't want to know if I'm doing something wrong. Like, I like my process. But there is like some stuff out there that is like really helpful. But a lot of times, like I see things that are like, you have to do this and you have to do this and like take everything with a grain of salt because... It's not always that way. Like I didn't use an editor until Forbidden Waves was the first time I'd used an editor because Mm -hmm. I couldn't afford it. So you just kind of have to do what's right for you. I will say that using an editor for Forbidden Waves was one of the best things I've ever done. I learned so much and I am so grateful that I was able to do that. So definitely like if you can afford it, go for it. But if not, like don't feel like you're going to fail or that it's not going to do well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's key too to like use the resources that you have and realize mm-hmm. that like everything's in front of you before you, yeah. you know, talk yourself out of it or whatever it is that yeah. you could just go for it and do it and then learn as you go, I think. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also love that this industry, as as much as it's not, it is very forgiving as far as the mm-hmm. fans go. And so it's like you can kind of stumble and make mistakes and do what you want to do and put out whatever you want as you go along. And it's like, yeah, yeah. I think if you get a little too in your head, it's really hard to take the first step. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. So how was the editing process for you with this with this one versus like your other ones? You said you learned a lot and all those sorts of things. But do you feel like, you know, like it was easier to write it knowing that someone else was going to edit it? Or did you feel like it was harder knowing someone was going to look back at it? Um, it was, it was a little bit easier. I didn't feel like I had to read through it so many times. So I didn't get as sick of it as I did like my (laughs) others. But yeah, it was definitely like 
a little bit nerve-wracking being like, oh, she's going to read this. Is she going to judge me? But like, yeah. <laughs> also, she, the girl that I used, she was part of my writing group. So I knew she had already read it. So I wasn't like so scared because I was like, oh, she already knows what's coming for her. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but she had seen that first draft and now she was getting like the even better revised draft. So it was nice. Like, she was like, oh, you did so much better with these things. So like working with someone, you know, is kind of, it's nice, uh, a little bit yeah. easier than a stranger but yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah I feel like it would be so nerve-wracking to be like oh my gosh someone's gonna read this and they're gonna cut things out that people aren't gonna read and they're yep. gonna tell me to add things that I would never think about and like <laughs> that part for me would be really nerve-wracking yeah for sure yeah so did your process change at all from you know writing your first book that you said is no longer published to writing Forbidden Waves and just the way you not necessarily doing like the plotting and the outlining but just mm -hmm. kind of how you go through it like you mentioned arc readers and beta readers and things like that so how much has your process changed if at all since your first book yeah so the first ones so Broken Angel the whole series I never had any beta readers or anything because I didn't know that existed at the time and then so Unbound was the first time that I had ever had beta readers I only had like a couple because I didn't realize that you needed to get so many and only half that many would actually read it for you which sure. is totally fair because like people yeah. can make commitments and then not have the time which I totally get <laughs> but yeah so it's just like learning that okay so I need to get 20 or 30 people to sign up and then I'll have like the 15 that I want or um same with ARC readers, like you get so many and then only so many will actually read it and then only so many will actually review it. So you just have to like make sure you're figuring out the scales of like how many people do I need to do this? And um, so that's kind of one of the things that I've evolved with and learned about. But yeah, so I guess that's really one of the only big things that's changed. No, I love that. I, I'm always like kind of curious if you're like, okay, this time around, like you said, you want to add more people or you want to do it mm -hmm. in a different way, or you want to like just have arc readers or just do beta readers and then like hope that it, the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's crazy too, how much like the industry has changed as far as the like self-pub journey goes too. Like, yeah. like you were saying a few years ago, beta readers were like hardly a thing, or if it was, it wasn't like wide, like widely known. And now yeah. it's rampant on the internet and it's cool. It's like, that's kind of crazy to think about. <laughs> yeah. But it's helpful. It's so helpful. So I'm sure you guys really appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So are you attending any events next year, the end of this year, anything coming up for you? I'm not attending anything as a signing author yet, but I am attending the Imaginarium Festival. Okay. Yes. But just, like I bought tickets for it. So I'm just going like awesome. as a reader. But yeah. Perfect. Well, that'll be, that's like a perfect one for you to go to also. So I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that'll be really fun. Oh my gosh, cool. Well, I'm going as well. So I will definitely see oh, you there. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. Cool. Yeah. So what's kind of next for you on the docket? I know you mentioned a little bit about a dark romance fantasy mm -hmm. series, but what's kind of next for you? So right now I'm working on book two of Forbidden Waves and the dark fantasy. And I really want to get those both done by the end of the year. But as Oof. we know, that is coming up very quickly. <laughs> yeah, So we'll see. But yeah, and then I want to start rewriting haunting memories which was that book that i had first published and then we'll see if i have time for that contemporary romance for christmas next year yeah so what's kind of the release date for those next two for the second one in forbidden waves and the fantasy so i don't totally know yet i want to say that forbidden waves will be out by like summer next year okay and then the dark fantasy possibly like the fall but we'll see how quickly I get them written. <laughs>
<laughs> Very fair. That feels like perfect yeah. timing. Like we love a, a mermaids in the summer vibe. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. For sure. Awesome. Well, I just have one last question for you. And that is where can everybody find you on the bookish interwebs? So I'm on Instagram at Holly Huntress author, and then on TikTok at author Holly Huntress. And then, yeah. And then my cosplay page, which is at living through writing. And then I'm also on Etsy. If anyone wants to buy my signed books. So, I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. Perfect. Well, I really appreciate you coming on and chatting with me about your book. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. If you aren't following us, go ahead and follow us on TikTok and Instagram at the Bookish Banter Podcast. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. And thank you guys again for all of your support. Have a great day.